Let's talk summer festivities, whether it's celebrating graduations, jetting off on summer adventures, or dancing the night away at the epic end of summer wedding, Macy's has got you covered. Seriously, Macy's is like my summer savior. I have a fancy wedding on the horizon, so now I'm on the hunt for the perfect black tie dress, and you better believe Macy's is my first stop. I mean, with brands like DKNY and Michael Kors, it's a no-brainer. Macy's is the MVP of wedding season. And speaking of summer vibes, I'm already daydreaming about lazy days by the pool, Macy's is my go-to for all things poolside. Bathing suits that make you feel like a million bucks, beach towels to soak up the sun, and even floaties to keep the kids entertained. They've seriously got it all. So whether you're glamming up for a special occasion or stocking up for summer fun, shop at Macy's.com or in-store to find everything you need to make this summer unforgettable. Don't miss out. Shop at Macy's.com or in-store and let's make this summer one for the books. Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Do you love fashion? Do you love getting compliments on how well you're dressed? Are you always seeking the latest trends? Then we're talking to you. BostonProper.com is your fashion destination and the only place to go for all those nods, head turns, and new styles. No matter the day, season, or occasion, Boston Proper has what you're looking for. Sophisticated, confident clothing designed to flatter and get noticed. So visit BostonProper.com now and start creating your perfect wardrobe. Boston Proper. Wear it like no one else. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing that you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Scrubbing in with Becca Tilly and Tanya Rad, an iHeartRadio and two-time People's Choice Award-winning podcast. Hello, everybody. We are scrubbing in. Um, it's Tanya here. Becca is actually not going to be in today. She had a family emergency, and it's actually really tragic and sad. And so I've been sending prayers to her family. So if you guys could do that, that would be really, really great. Um, but everybody else is here today. So we have Mark, we have Easton, and then our guest co-host today is Matthew Hussey, ladies and gentlemen. Hello. It's so nice to be here. We've done, we're, we're working our way through yeah. every platform. I've, I feel like <laughs> we're, we've done stuff everywhere, but we've never done it here on your podcast. Uh, I'm, I'm really excited that you're not just like a guest and that you're going to be co-hosting the entire episode because I feel like you are in such high demand. And so when Becca said she wasn't going to be back in time to do the podcast, I was just like, I really hope we can get Matthew Hussey in here because uh, I just, obviously I just love you just on a personal level. And I just think that you 
have such great advice and um, people have been really wanting you. So it's just going to be a great, great show. Thanks. I really, I feel lucky to be here and, and I'm excited because I know people have questions. So I'm looking forward to answering yeah, and them I think, as best um, I can. Well, I was talking to Becca a lot about just like everything that's going on with her family. And she was just saying how it makes you realize how fleeting life really is, you know, like one minute you're here, one minute you're gone. And so she was just like, it's making me feel like I want to like live, you know, like just live more. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, you know, I mean, people have talked about this idea that when things normalize, there's going to be some sort of roaring twenties resurgence. Um, I think that people, whether or not that's true, people will feel that on some level. I think it's made people very aware of what they want to yeah. do, where they want to go, you know, what trips they want to go on or who they want to spend time with. It's uh, yeah. Time's a scary thing. And I think, so it's the first podcast of 2021. So normally what we would do is we would like talk about our vision boards and the words that we picked for the marks laughing. Um, so we can save all that for when Becca comes back um, because there's just yeah. so much to dive into. I just tell my- us your word though. Can you just tell us your word for 2021? Yeah. So my word for 2021 is all in. And I think I realized in 2020, I did a lot of stuff kind of half in, half out. I just, because I think of this, you know, just, mm. The pandemic and quarantine, I was like so distracted or not, you know, fully present. And I think from now on, if I'm committing to something like this podcast right now, I am all in. I'm not going to be texting. I'm not going to be reading my anything. Like I'm all in here. I want only people that are all in in my life. So no more half anything in my life. That's my word. That's really cool. Thank you. I like that. All All in. I'm trying now. You've got me thinking about what my word would be. I do. Do you? So do you do that? You have a word yeah, every, every year. year. I do it because I, I I want to be. I don't. I'm not big on making New Year's resolutions, but I like. To, I really like to set intentions and goals, and so I do a vision board to set goals and intentions, and then I feel like the word is kind of what I use as like my filter for every like decision that I make. Yeah. Wow, that's great. That's great. I have so many things I. I'm trying to get better at now this year. I'm trying to get better at getting back to people. Like I, one of the things I realized, I set myself like a goal last year that I was going to reach out to three people uh-huh. a day. And then I realized I didn't do it ever. Like I, I literally never did it. Of all the things on my to-do list, that was the one thing I never did. And I realized it was because I had a fear that if I actually did text people, it wasn't that I had to call people. I literally, all I had to do was text three people a day and I didn't do it. And I realized it was because I was afraid that if I did, it would begin conversations that I then couldn't finish. And that I was now just gonna be a bad guy a week from now because these people that I reached out to first would now just be waiting for a text back from me that they weren't gonna get. So. I literally wasn't messaging people because I was worried I wasn't going to message back once they messaged back. Uh, and now I've decided like a simple thing I'm doing is I'm setting myself the goal of always getting back to the people that get that come to me rather than opening up a bunch of new threads with other people. If they if they text me or if they reach out to me, I'm going to be prompt about getting back to them. That would be a 
that would be a good starting point for me. You're already really good at that, I think, Tanya, but I've been terrible Thank at that. Thank you. I am life. actually pretty good at that. I feel you're pretty good with that with me. You get back to me pretty, yeah. With you? Yeah, but you've just thrown me under the bus there with all the people that might be listening who I don't get back to. <laughs> oh, so you get back to Tanya. Nice. You know, we've known each other for many years, so I would just like to, I feel like I should be up, you know, in that category. Tell that to oh. my mum. <laughs> oh, that's so good. No, to be fair, I do get back to that woman. I, I get back to my mum. But there are people that I'm terrible at. People I really care about. I'm always that's that's always uh that's the that's the thing. It actually has no relationship to who matters the most. I there are people that I don't get back to. You know, I, I there was one person in particular that I didn't she was very kind to me at the beginning of uh of last year. And I meant to get back to her to say thank you. And I built it up so much in my head. Like I, like I wanted mm -hmm. to call her and really say properly thank you. I didn't want to send a text. And a week went by and two weeks went by and I kept putting it on my, oh, I need to call her, I need to call her, I need to call her. I need to, it needs to be a proper thank you. And with every week that went by, it felt like the thank you had to get better. Right, like they're like in the basket and, and like a whole thing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Now I need to compensate for the fact that this thank you is coming too late. And, and it, and in the end, I didn't do it. And I sent a message about three quarters of the way through the year to say, I'm really sorry. Um, because not only am I really grateful for what you did, but now I'm truly embarrassed that I haven't said thank you yet. And, and it turns out she was quite hurt by the fact that I hadn't. And I felt awful because this was a, someone who's really good to me. And, uh, and I just remember thinking in that moment, well, I've got a long way to go yet. I'm still, I've still got to, I've got to work on this. Cause it's, you know, I, you, that's something I, I, you know, I teach relationships and dating and blah, 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 human dynamics and confidence and all of that. But man, some of the most basic things you can get wrong when you take your eye off the that ball. That is so interesting. Because yeah. I think that it's good that yeah. you recognize it. That's the first step, recognizing it. It sucked. When when she sent me the, a message back and said I'm, I, I was hurt, it, it really, like, it affected my day because I was just like, oh, this, this is someone I actually, like, yeah. really value as a human being and was good to me, you know. And I'm definitely the, like, I was the one, you know, you – you have the best intentions. You, you know that I wanted to call you and say thank you properly. And that was part of why, you know, this was partly me being a perfectionist and, and thinking I need the best way to say thank you instead of giving an eight out of 10. Thank you. Just make it an eight, right. make it a seven, yeah. just do it. Instead of doing that, I, I set the bar too high and then I, I procrastinated on it and a lack of organization. So it's like, you know, perfectionism meets, lack of organization and what you have is someone who looks like they don't care and it's it's that that's when the wires really really get crossed and that's what's so sad often about just relationships but I felt horrible felt I think horrible. if anything that's something I I'm trying to be better at but I'm also I think the pandemic made me like really good at it because I didn't have I wasn't seeing anybody so I feel like I had to go out of my way to either like send a text or send something nice to just kind of share how I felt about these people in my life, you know? 
but definitely something to get better on. It always means so much. When people do that, it means so much. And I, I often underestimate how much it means when I do it for yeah. other people. I, you know, I, I recognize that it means a lot when someone does it for me, but I, um, I continuously underestimate the power it has when I do it. So that's something I, I remind myself of a lot. So you mentioned this, you are a dating relationship expert. Well, supposedly. No, so I, many of the things I, that I like, <laughs> like use all the time and have used in my life, I learned from you, from your book, Get the Guy. Like my whole handkerchief analogy about how like I always tell women like drop the handkerchief and let the guy pick it up because it's yeah. your kind of way of tiptoeing into letting him make the first move came from you. So that's when I met you, which was when I don't remember what year that was. Oh my God. Maybe it must've been seven years ago, something yeah. like that for six, six, Probably seven years more ago at this point. Um, and yeah. then one of the questions I actually got from a couple scrubbing in listeners was, when are you going to publish your next book? Hmm. Well, I don't know if I can even talk about that yet, but I oh. suffice it to say I am, I'm, I'm doing a lot of work every day right now on a special project. So yeah, okay, perfect. I'm, I'm very, I'm very, uh, I am very excited about that because it's I'm I'm writing at the moment and I've never felt more passionate about writing. It's hard, you know what? Like, you know, it's it's hard having spoken about something so much. Uh, you know, I've spoken about dating and relationships for well, I'm 33 now. I've been doing this since I was 19, and so you know, it's been over a decade. And I realized there's so many things I want to talk about that I, all these videos I've done over the years, I realized I haven't written the best book I can possibly write. You know, that last book, crazy as it sounds, I wrote that when I was 24. And, and that book is, it was a New York Times bestseller. It's still a seminal bestseller today in the, in the dating world. Anyone who wants to pick up a book on on how to date better, how to find, attract, and keep the right person. That is still one of the main books out there that people buy. And, um, and yet I know I'm like, oh my God, I've got, you know, obviously I've evolved so much since then. And I have so much that I want to put on the page. And I'm, as I'm writing, I'm getting excited because I, I really feel this is going to be the best thing I've Oh, that's I've made. very exciting. Um, yeah. You can't, so it's, is it not going to be about dating? No, it is. It's going to be my, it might, it might be the last book I ever write about, about this subject. I don't know. We'll see. But I'm like, I'm into, I'm writing it as if I'm never going to say another word about this again. Interesting. Okay. Mother's Day is just around the corner, May 12th. And if you're anything like me, finding the perfect gift for your mom can be a bit of a challenge. But fear not, Macy's Gift Finder is here to save the day. My mom is the most amazing mom and deserves the best gifts. So when it comes to finding a gift that matches her style, Macy's Gift Finder is my secret weapon. From chic handbags to fabulous fragrances, they've got it all. 
Mom, if you're listening, spoiler alert, I'm browsing the Macy's gift finder for your gift. My sister is also the best mom in the world, so I want to make sure that her Mother's Day is extra special. And thanks to Macy's gift finder, I can easily find something thoughtful to celebrate her too. With Macy's Gift Finder, you can search by price, category, or even gift lists, like gifts that are already wrapped and ready to be gifted, gifts for the mom who has everything, or even gifts for grandma. Seriously, Macy's has something for every amazing mom out there. They even have top gifts like Beats headphones, digital photo frames, Polaroid cameras, or the Samsung smart TV, The Frame. Now, I'll admit, I'm usually a last-minute shopper, but with Macy's Gift Finder, I can breathe easy knowing that I'll find the perfect gift just in time for Mother's Day. No stress, no fuss, just pure gift-giving bliss. So whether you're shopping for your mom, your sister, or any special mom in your life, head over to Macy's.com slash for the perfect inspiration for Mother's Day. Want to know where all the spring savings are this year? Ross. You'll find huge deals on all of the latest spring trends. At Ross, you'll find brand names for 20 to 60% off department store prices. You're definitely finding your next favorite outfit. We're talking about savings on your favorite shirts and tops. And it's spring, so you know Ross has savings on sundresses. They've got deals on dresses for days. I mean, every style for spring. Don't forget the sandals. From slides to wedges, find brand name sandals for less. Ross always has those for the low. And there's always a reason for a new purse at this price. That brand name handbag at this price? Of course. Deals on handbags? Yeah, hold my purse. Seriously, just visit your nearest Ross and see for yourself. Ross has something for everyone. Plus, each new shopping trip means new finds. If you really love savings, head to Ross today. Believe me, your wallet will thank you. So what are you waiting for? Say yes for less at Ross. Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? (laughs) Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. It took me a while to figure out my mom is more than the mom stuff she did for me. The laundry, cooking, and driving. She's got a whole life outside of motherhood. My mom moved to the United States of America, did not know English, learned English, rode her bike to Long Beach State to get her degree so that she could... I mean, she is literally like my hero. My shiro. Shiro, for sure. That's amazing. Well, this Mother's Day, give mom her flowers. She deserves the best. That's why I'm sending my mom farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. And we got you 25% off your entire Books purchase so that you can send some too. Here's why we love the Books company. Books is different. Their flowers are cut fresh and sourced directly from the best flower farm so they last way longer. They even have flowers grown on the side of a volcano. Books has modern designs and unique flowers that you can't find anywhere else. Books is simple. You go online, pick a delivery date, and you're done. Mother's Day is May 12th. Don't miss the chance to thank your mom. Order your books now. And with 25% off, you can send some to mom, wife, aunt, and even grandma. Go to books.com and use promo code SCRUBBING for 25% off. That's B-O-U-Q-S dot com promo code SCRUBBING. Books.com promo code SCRUBBING. We got a lot of questions that were like 
kind of ra- not rapid fire, but a little bit more like quicker, quick one-liner questions. And then we got some specific emails that were just for you. So I think Mark, should we start out with like the quick, the quick dating ones at the beginning, and then sure. you can do the emails more towards the end. Well, that sounds just fine. Thanks for being here, Matthew. It's nice to have you. And that was an interesting story because I think of you as being somebody who's got it all together and always does the right thing. So thank yeah. you for that story. That was great. You're very welcome, Mark. That is the danger mm-hmm. of my position mm-hmm. in life is that I, uh, yeah, it's hard to it's hard to screw up in those ways, which is why I try to mention them as often <laughs> as possible to remove any pedestal right. effect that might be uh, lower might that be bar as much as you can. All right, this is from Grace. What are your thoughts on the phrase or the idea, it'll happen when you least expect it when it comes to dating? Grace is single, she's 24, her friends are all in relationships, and she thinks about wanting to be in a relationship all the time. But is there value from stepping away from the apps and the expectations and just seeing where things take you? Is having expectations that it's going to happen for her soon setting herself up for failure? Well, um, expectations can create a sense of both impatience and continual disappointment when it doesn't happen or isn't happening on some timeline that we've invented in our minds. We have a blueprint for the way that we think our life is supposed to go. And then we tend to be very unhappy when our actual life is out of sync with the blueprint. The idea of it happening when you least expect it is it's a tricky one because there is, there's truth to it, but here's where the truth lies. Um, there's a, uh, there's a writer called John Kay who wrote a book called Obliquity. He was a professor at uh, Oxford university and the book Obliquity was about the idea that the things we want in life are best achieved indirectly. That if we want to, make money, then focusing on making money isn't the optimal way of making money. Um, It's providing a great service to the world. It's understanding what gap there may be in the market. It's creating an incredible product. It's delivering value. It's building an amazing team. All of these things lead to making money as a byproduct. Our love lives operate in the same way. I often think that people take far too direct an approach in their love life. They're they're very literal about the things that will improve their love life. You know, let me go get my hair done. Uh, Let me get on a dating app. Uh, Let me go on as many dates as possible. And it's not that those things are bad. Of course, they are part of dating. But people don't people continuously underestimate the things that seemingly have nothing to do with our love lives that have a major impact on our love lives. And so if you take, you know, if you take two people that meet at a friend's engagement party, for example, and they're asked for years after that, how did you guys meet? And they say, well, you know, he looked across the room and we made eye contact. And, uh, you know, I I went over to the catering stand and he came over and he said hi. And then we, 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 you know, the rest is history. We're now together. You'd say, wow, it was all about that first moment when they made eye contact. and, And, you know, he decided to say something. But if you zoom out, 
you see the oblique picture of how that came to be, which is she had friends mm. that meant that she was at an engagement party in right. the first place. He did too. They both had schedules that were free enough that they could attend that engagement party. They both lived in close enough proximity to that city to be able to attend that engagement party. If one of them had lived in the middle of nowhere, far away, they wouldn't have been able to come. So there's all these things that had to be the case for these two people to have that moment where the eye contact occurred. And I find that in people's love lives, they continually underestimate the big things that make those little moments so possible. True. So when I think about it happening when you least suspect it, that's not, that shouldn't be a mandate to be reactive instead of proactive. It should instead tell you that there are certain levers you can pull that are more subtle than just going on another date. That if you make fr great friends that always mean you have something to do, that always mean you have offers of places to go. And if you continuously create new social groups or make a point to say yes to invitations that you wouldn't normally say yes to, that put you in a new environment with new people so that now you can meet a whole new network. If you uh, work on yourself so that you actually feel good when you go out and that makes you want to go out more. If you have a life that, if you, if you, uh, if you have a life that brings people to you, if you, even your time management has an impact on your love life, just being on top of your time management. If you're not, you're not going out. You've got too many other things to do. You're disorganized. You're dysfunctional. It doesn't work. So all of these things have an impact. And, and those are the things that mean that all these right things are in place so that suddenly you're on a hike and you meet someone on that hike and you go, God, I wasn't even expecting to meet anyone on that hike. Yeah, but you were feeling good because you were feeling fit and healthy. You were outside in a place where people can meet in a casual environment which, because you were hiking and doing sociable activities. You were actually doing many of the right things. The only thing that happened for you is that someone happened to cross your path in that moment. This actually brings me to another question that I got a lot of from, um, and it was body image issues and trying to date. So the, lot, the question was, you know, 2020, they're not feeling the best about themselves. They either gained weight or just kind of feeling a little scruffy. Should they wait to date yeah. until they are feeling their best? Or what's your take on that? Listen, that kind of thinking is the kind of thinking that becomes an excuse to do nothing in every part of our lives. It doesn't matter what it is. You can say that about anything. You can say, I'm not, you know, I could have said back in the day, I'm not, I'm not, should I wait until I'm older before I start working with people or coaching people? And you have to say, I'll do what I can right now. It may not be the perfect version, but that's life isn't about doing the perfect version of something, it's doing the imperfect version of something. You could use that excuse to not work out today. You could say, should I like, should I wait until gyms reopen? Right. Like some parts of the world, gyms aren't open still. We're not in LA, they're no. not open, right? Mm -hmm. 
So you could say, should I wait until gyms reopened? That's a recipe for disaster, right? We've got to say, okay, there's an imperfect version of me working out right now. Maybe it's not, I, my favorite is the gym, but I, I don't get to do my favorite right now. I have to go on a hike or I have to do an indoor workout. I have to go for a walk or a run or whatever. You, so my, my advice is accept that, yeah, it may be true that a month from now, two months from now, three months from now, I'm going to feel better about myself when I get a haircut and I lose some weight and I do this. I'm not one of those people that thinks you're just, ah, oh, you should just feel your best right now. You're amazing. You're this, you're that. It's like, no, you will, you will feel better when you feel healthier, when you feel fitter, when you feel sexier, it will make you feel better. That's for sure. But accept that and just go, yeah, I, that's going to make me feel 5%, 10%, 20% better. But that doesn't mean I can't do something right now where I'm at. Which is leads me to another question that came up a lot, um, which was dating and in the pandemic. So how do you do it? How do you meet people when you're scared of COVID? What's the best approach? Well, this is all about communication, ultimately. It's more about communication than it is about COVID in so many ways, because it's about saying everyone has boundaries, even on a normal date, everyone has right. boundaries. But like, I right? like, I like guy, to kiss on a first date and that's how I right. like, I just like but to see if there's chemistry. So I feel like I don't think I'd want to be kissing any strangers right now. Right, right. But, but then, you know, that can be used to even, that could be used to flirt. You could be like, by the way, you know, I, I would actually like to kiss you right now. I hate COVID. You know, it, you can use that. It doesn't have to be this thing that takes flirting off the table or takes sexual tension off the table. Or, and when you say something like that, even though you're not kissing the person, and I agree with you, you learn a whole lot about kissing. I mean, I think there was even a study done that showed the enormous number of people that decided not to continue dating someone after the first kiss, which just shows you how important the first kiss is. Right. To a so lot like of get it, get it, get it on the first date, you know, get, get it, it done. done. I, <laughs> but if you can't, then you can still see how someone reacts to that flirtatious moment. And you can, you know, that's a pain. The, the fact that you're having to delay that when it's something that would be normally be what you do is a bit of a pain, but, um, but I don't think that, you know, I think ultimately we have to all decide what we're comfortable with and then get good at communicating that in a way that is still fun. They're still kind of charming. You know, it's the same as seeing someone on a date and being like, I would normally, you know, the first, I, I'm someone who would normally walk straight up and give someone right. a big hug. Like that's my nature. I'm an affectionate person, but you know, it's saying to someone, I, I would normally give you a, a big hug right now and say hi. And uh, I can only do one of those things right now, but I'd like to give you a hug because you look great in that shirt. <laughs> you know, it's it's like using it, play with it. Don't, just because something is serious, it doesn't mean that it has to be approached with a serious tone. You can say many serious things with a playful tone and a, and a wink. And I think that's where people, that's where people lose it a little bit is they they're like, Oh God, it's such a difficult time. And I'll go, but it's, it can still be playful. And then look, once you decide you like someone, you can also, you can always then see if you want to start like just seeing that person. That's true. I feel like this probably the pandemic took a lot of 
like casual dating off the table. Right? It did for people who care about not getting COVID. (laughs) There's a decent number of people that I think aren't that bothered uh, about, you know, they're, they're like throw caution to the wind, but there's for, for the people who are like either genuinely clinically vulnerable or people who just don't want to get sick and don't want to risk it. Yeah. It's, it's made the, it's made dating more serious in that sense. It's made, it's made the process a little more serious in that way. And that's, that can be, that can be frustrating, but you know, I, it's also kind of interesting that you can start to, that, that sex is off the table in a, in a different kind of way. So now you might actually get to know someone a little better. Like that's, that's kind of interesting to me that you might jump into bed with someone less quickly. And that as a result, you might actually see if you can hold a conversation with that person before it becomes clouded by whether you have decent sex. Very true. Very, very true. Like if you can't have a good conversation with someone before it gets intimate, you're going to be in trouble later on. Like intimacy isn't going to save you from having, not being able to pass the time with someone. But I think that often intimacy does mask that. I think we sometimes get with people, I'm, I'm no, I have no issue with people hooking up quickly, but I do think sometimes it masks the fact that we don't actually have a lot in common with someone or we don't actually it, like the, the hours don't pass that quickly if you take intimacy off the table and we're just having a conversation. And for anyone who's serious about dating, if you're looking to just hook up, it's a really annoying time. If you're looking to find someone serious, then, uh, you know, there's, a, I forget the name of the guy. I always forget his name, but there's a guy who uh, wrote a book, David Brooks, I think it is. Uh, but he, he said, um, marriage is a 50 year conversation. And I think that we're often our early intimacy often masks the fact that we're not going to be able to have a 50 year conversation with this person. I think that, I mean, when I was like dating and I was having unattached sex, I was doing it before I, what I wanted was commitment. And so I realized I kind of just like had this like epiphany and I was just like, I'm not going to have unattached sex anymore I just like took it off the table and it like changed the game for me I mean I didn't have sex for years um but I was okay with it because it like changed the dynamic of of my dating and like my pain that I was in because I was just like having sex giving my body but not getting the commitment that I wanted so I was like actually a lot happier dating because of it yeah I, I am, I'm fascinated by the subject because I don't think it's talked about with nearly enough nuance. Like I don't have, I come to it very agnostic in the sense that I have zero, uh, religious background. I, I certainly, um, would be hard to charge me with the label of being a prude. (laughs) So I, look at the whole sex thing and I just tried to look at it objectively and go, what's the, what is the effect that it has? And I do think that there is an effect that's not talked about of hooking up casually, even if all it does is sort of, if it cheapens the act to you 
to the point where it no longer, you know, you just kind of no longer know where you are. And I just like, I don't understand. And this is just for me personally, I can only speak about myself, but for me, the goal is to have a lifelong partner. That's what I want. You know what I mean? Like that's the goal. I want to do life with one person. I want commitment. And so for me, it was always just like, why would I be having sex with all these people without that commitment that I want? I have a vibrator. I can take care of myself. Like I'm good. You know what I mean? So I don't need to be, (laughs) I don't need to be engaging in that and giving my body in that way when I'm not getting the commitment that I want. And so I think like, I think it's, it's a thing that I just remember in my early twenties, so many girls just being like, Oh, it's fine. Just like have fun, let loose, live your life. And it's like, I'm just not wired that way. And I think that's okay because I recognize that about myself. But here's, Tanya, I don't know if you found this, but this to me is is relevant. Age is relevant because I, you know, I don't drink much anymore. Like I'm, it doesn't it doesn't make me feel good. It just makes me feel much worse than it used to, and the trade off just isn't the same. You know, it's like, and. I, I'm, I don't think I'm, this isn't an original thing from me. I'm sure there are other people who have said this, but you know, the, this, the idea that if someone drank in their thirties, the way they drink at college, you'd say this person has a real problem. (laughs) Like this person is an alcoholic, but when someone's 21, you're like, they're at college. It, I think that any of those things, whether it's drinking, whether it's sex, or there's certain things that, that, as people get older, they realize, they start to make distinctions between what is a what is a kind of healthy connection to a thing that I have and what is me just being this sort of pleasure-seeking animal that is thinking that satis- true satisfaction is on the other side of, of this orgasm with this person or, you know, it or this drink or this drug or this whatever and it's i i do think that people i i I see see it a lot with people in their 30s that there starts to be a shift where they start to think you know what this doesn't quite this doesn't work for me the same way it used to and i can't pretend to have a completely indifferent relationship with this thing in the way that I used to be able to. And for me, I never used to have it. Like I never had that chip in me that was just like unattached sex is fun for Tanya. But I tried to brainwash myself that I had that chip, you know, because I'm like, I'm young and this is fun. And I'm, you know, like once you get married, that's it for life. And you know what I mean? Like I tried to convince myself that I had that chip and I just never did. Like I just it just wasn't yeah. for me and so it was like this huge eureka moment of why am i doing this yeah i sort of wish people would make more space for for every you know every every side of that um because i neither is a bad thing it's not if someone wants to hook up right. a bunch that's fine if someone doesn't if so if that's not how someone's built and they don't see the value in that shouldn't be any different to someone who's like I just don't like drinking you know it's not for me it there should we should make space for all of those different things I agree Mark doesn't drink (laughs) I don't I've never been drunk but I'm not sure how that's relevant here but it's true 
<laughs> it's, it's certainly interesting. I'm always interested in those in those. I'm always interested in those things, whether they've come from a, a religious or a structured place or whether it's just a decision that you made that it was. Yeah, that's you. exactly what it was. It wasn't for me, but it was also this thing because I've never tried coffee either. There were things that when I was little were put into a box, the box of that's something adults do. And I never opened that box. I never had like the ceremony that you're an adult now. You can do all these things. I ruled them out at an early age and never even considered them. And that includes coffee, cigarettes, and alcohol. That is so fascinating. And I, don't, I don't have a better explanation than that. And my, my dad has struggled with alcoholism, but I didn't know that until after I had already ruled it out. Right. So it didn't come from a place of, I don't no. want to end up that mm. way or. Anyway. Wow. Well, see, I grew up. I grew up in a, a nightclub. My dad oh, wow. was a nightclub owner, and um, I was working in there from, I don't know, I was twelve, thirteen when I got my first job in there. You could work on premises if you were, you know, uh, well, in England at the time. I don't know if the laws have changed, or maybe it was just not on the books. I don't know. But I, um, I was working in there picking up glasses, and you know, I used to, I used to just see the most terrible things, and it really turned me off when I was a teenager for a long time it turned me off alcohol because I just used to see the worst things people would do to each other and so that accounted for me for a long time for a, a lack of interest in that but yeah it's really I find it fascinating how we all come to these things um and revisit them many times in our lives uh another quick one and I feel like we're gonna have differing opinions on this um <sighs> Do you think that Zodiac compatibility holds much weight? <laughs> what do you think I think about I that? I think you're going to say it's garbage. In order to think that Zodiac compatibility held any weight, I'd have to think that Zodiacs in general held any weight and that it wasn't complete made up hokum. <laughs> that was a utter waste of time for anyone to study or talk about. What's your sign? Gemini. You're a Gemini? Oh, my gosh. Of course you don't believe in Zodiac signs. <laughs> of course you don't believe in Zodiac signs. This makes perfect sense. I... I don't trust any man who goes on a date and asks a woman what her zodiac sign is. It's like the first thing I ask. I, if yeah, no, listen, I ninety percent of women ask it. Ninety percent of women ask it. What's your sign? And every time, I just stop. I don't even debate it anymore. I just I'm like Gemini, and let's just do let's just do whatever we need to do here to like move through this, but. If a guy, if a guy's on a date and he says, what's your sign? I don't trust that guy. <laughs> Ladies, I'm going to go out on a limb and say, if a man asks you what your sign is on a date, you shouldn't trust right. that man. He's got a motive. He's doing that he to knows. endear himself to you or to give you the false impression that you guys are the same kind of mindset. You're right. That's, ex that's exactly right, Mark. That's exactly oh right. Oh, my gosh. Wait, there's a couple. I, no, you'll never see. You'll never see two men together on a hike. <laughs> two pals and one of them says something and the other guy looks at him and says what's your sign like you'll never see that between two guys it doesn't happen and yet it's like Those the first question that, that anybody will like if i ever like went on a date it was like what's his sign why do you think uh women are 
eminently more interested in signs than I don't, men are. Honestly, I don't know. I just, I don't know why, but I, and you're just like such a Gemini. I can't even get over it. It's like makes perfect sense. If he lied to you and said he's a Scorpio, you'd probably have the same reaction. Oh, for sure. You'd find a you'd find a way to make any of them work. That's the whole point. The um, I think here, here. Look, let me answer that question. The reason I believe that people look for people need heuristics. They need they need structure in their lives somehow. They need things that make the world make sense. And the idea that we are 7 billion people and, you know, it's like the one, right? The one, does the one exist? Uh, of course, the one doesn't exist. You know, the idea that you're going to meet the, like, there's going to be one person in 7 billion people that, like, how absurd. Well, that's not, not absurd. We all have our one. Tanya, Tanya, what do you think happens when someone says, I, like, I met the one at college and you're like, so let me get this straight. Probability wise out of 7 billion people, the one for you happened not only to go to your college. What are the chances? What are the chances in 7 billion people that the one for you went to your college and took your class and happened to sit next to I you? I know. Isn't that like, the most beautiful thing? It's the most impossible thing. And on top of that, it happens to be a similar age to you and happens to be the gender you're attracted to. Yeah. Like, it's a lot of, a lot of Yeah, ifs. yeah, yeah. It wasn't a 90-year-old <laughs> Japanese woman. <laughs> right? I mean... I am upset right and, now and because... But, but people, people don't like chaos. They are not comfortable with chaos. So they need for there to be a one. They need for there to be a certain number of people that are compatible with them based on their signs so that they can narrow it down in some way and everything has meaning. Can I tell you something? I, although I do believe yeah. in the one. What are you, by I'm the a way? Can, I'm What's a cancer your... and I'm like such a cancer. All right. Obviously. I mean, like you don't get more like cancer than me for sure. Um, right. But I agree with you in the sense that I've been reading a lot of books the last two weeks and the, the through line that these people are saying the key to happiness is like we try like life is unpredictable and uncontrollable period. And our, we all try to control every situation, every single thing like of our day. We structure our days. We make plans. We do this. Da, 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 da. And in reality, like you can't control any of it. And so this guy, I, he just like, I, it like totally blew me away. Cause he was just like, if you can unlock this, this ability to try and control everything and just live in the moment and just be happy with what's going on, the freedom that you're going to live with is immeasurable. Like you're just going to be the, such a happier version of yourself. And so I was like, whoa talking to the girl who tries to like literally put everything into a box. Yes. Yeah. But you know, you, I, yes. But the truth is your, your desire to control things has also probably been responsible for a lot of your success. True. Like you, you, 
you know, you go into a certain world and you master that world and you learn about it and you, you get very proactive about it. And, you know, it's what's made you, you know, you and I, I've I, like, it's been so fun to watch from the sidelines as you just keep going and going and going with your success and how many people know you and, and your hosting and your ability like that. You know, I, I didn't even meet you 20 years ago where you were then, but I met you seven, eight years ago and saw then and like see the progression. And part of that, I think, you know, the, the control freak urge in us can actually, it's, it's difficult because it can be responsible for an awful right. lot. I think the, the key is in knowing when to switch it off and when to say, well, I've done, I've done as much as I can here. Now I need to, you know, confident in that. Not blame it on the fact that he's a Scorpio. So true. By the way, thank you for saying that. That's really, really sweet and really, really nice. Mother's Day is just around the corner, May 12th. And if you're anything like me, finding the perfect gift for your mom can be a bit of a challenge. But fear not, Macy's Gift Finder is here to save the day. My mom is the most amazing mom and deserves the best gifts. So when it comes to finding a gift that matches her style, Macy's Gift Finder is my secret weapon. From chic handbags to fabulous fragrances, they've got it all. Mom, if you're listening, spoiler alert, I'm browsing the Macy's Gift Finder for your gift. My sister is also the best mom in the world, so I want to make sure that her Mother's Day is extra special. And thanks to Macy's Gift Finder, I can easily find something thoughtful to celebrate her too. With Macy's Gift Finder, you can search by price, category, or even gift lists, like gifts that are already wrapped and ready to be gifted, gifts for the mom who has everything, or even gifts for grandma. Seriously, Macy's has something for every amazing mom out there. They even have top gifts like Beats headphones, digital photo frames, Polaroid cameras, or the Samsung smart TV, The Frame. Now, I'll admit, I'm usually a last-minute shopper, but with Macy's Gift Finder, I can breathe easy knowing that I'll find the perfect gift just in time for Mother's Day. No stress, no fuss, just pure gift-giving bliss. So whether you're shopping for your mom, your sister, or any special mom in your life, head over to Macy's.com slash for the perfect inspiration for Mother's Day. Want to know where all the spring savings are this year? Ross. You'll find huge deals on all of the latest spring trends. At Ross, you'll find brand names for 20 to 60% off department store prices. You're definitely finding your next favorite outfit. We're talking about savings on your favorite shirts and tops. And it's spring, so you know Ross has savings on sundresses. They've got deals on dresses for days. I mean, every style for spring. Don't forget the sandals. From slides to wedges, find brand name sandals for less. Ross always has those for the low. And there's always a reason for a new purse at this price. That brand name handbag at this price? Of course. Deals on handbags? Yeah, hold my purse. Seriously, just visit your nearest Ross and see for yourself. Ross has something for everyone. Plus, each new shopping trip means new finds. If you really love savings, head to Ross today. Believe me, your wallet will thank you. So what are you waiting for? Say yes for less at Ross. It took me a while to figure out my mom is more than the mom stuff she did for me. The laundry, cooking, and driving. She's got a whole life outside of motherhood. My mom moved to the United States of America, did not know English, learned English, rode her bike to Long Beach State to get her degree so that she could. I mean, she is literally like my Whoa. hero, my shiro. Yeah. Shiro, for my sure. Shiro. That's amazing. 
Well, this Mother's Day, give mom her flowers. She deserves the best. That's why I'm sending my mom farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. And we got you 25% off your entire Books purchase so that you can send some too. Here's why we love the Books company. Books is different. Their flowers are cut fresh and sourced directly from the best flower farm, so they last way longer. They even have flowers grown on the side of a volcano. Books has modern designs and unique flowers that you can't find anywhere else. Books is simple. You go online, pick a delivery date, and you're done. Mother's Day is May 12th. Don't miss the chance to thank your mom. Order your books now. And with 25% off, you can send some to mom, wife, aunt, and even grandma. Go to books.com and use promo code SCRUBBING for 25% off. That's B-O-U-Q-S dot com promo code SCRUBBING. Books.com promo code SCRUBBING. Rakuten is a rewarding way to shop and save because members earn cash back on everything that they buy. Rakuten is a shopping platform that partners with over 3,500 stores across every category like beauty, clothing, electronics, pets, and more. You're already shopping at your favorite stores like Macy's, Best Buy, Petco, so why not be saving while doing it? It's a no-brainer. Rakuten is the easiest and smartest way to find the best deals and savings. And every time I visit Rakuten.com, I'm always shocked by the thousands of brands that are featured. Me too. Did you know that Ticketmaster is one of those brands? So next time you're trying to see your favorite artist live, you can earn cash back when buying tickets with Rakuten. And the best part, membership is free and it's easy to sign up. Plus, cashback rates change daily so you can keep checking to find the best deal. The stores pay Rakuten a commission for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares the commission with its members. You can get paid via check or PayPal quarterly. Rakuten has 17 million members who are already saving and their members have earned over $4.6 billion in cashback. Start all your shopping at Rakuten.com or get the Rakuten app to start saving today. Your cash back really adds up. Okay, that is, I mean, there's so many and then we have like more emails for you. So I'm just going to do two more of these quick, quick. Do you want me to be shorter with my answers? Am I going to? No, no, too no, no. This answers? is your time that I don't want to waste. I know, but if you're like, oh, we'd rather get through like 20 questions, then I'll be more epigrammatical. Um, this is one I'm uh, very curious about. If you've been on and off with somebody in a relationship, do you think that that can ultimately work out or should you just scrap it and move on to something new? Um, well, the, the, the way I'd answer that is, is the story actually evolving? Um, you know, do you just, is the, do you keep reading the same chapter in the book over and over again? If you do, then put the book down. There's no, there's nothing more to learn from this. You, you, you literally are rereading the same chapter. The story isn't evolving. It's not. There's not new territory you're forging here. You have to be really honest about that. If, if someone leaves and comes back, and then you say, okay, I'm going to give this a chance. That, like, that's the decision I'm going to make. Let's see. Let's see. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to explain to them that, you know, I'm fragile from last time because this is what they did last time and I'm working through those feelings but I'm going to give this a shot because I believe that it's worth something then if it happens again you have to say ah okay well now we're into uh, a cycle of a sort and that at this stage this is true information and if the story isn't evolving and if I have zero reason to believe anything is different this time around then why would I keep investing in this story as if it's going to evolve? 
Um, so I think when something is on and off, you have to be very, very aware of the fact that you are, that if this, you know, I see a story that's not evolving as a period, it's, it's done. And everyone else out there is a question mark. People are like, oh, but you know, we have such a great connection, whatever. It doesn't matter. They're a period. They're not a question mark anymore. Every other human being in the world has more potential than this person does. Even with when you, even though you don't have a connection with any of them, they all have more potential than this person who you have such a great connection with, but they're a period, not a question mark anymore. I'm going to toss it to Mark for another email after that because that was a great answer. It's a quickie that I noticed because I think we've all been in this situation. Is too much intensity in the beginning of a relationship a bad sign? Well, here's what you have to be wary of, unearned passion. If someone comes to me, if I'm hiring someone for a position in my company and they come to me and in the interview they say, I... I will move heaven and earth for your company. You have no idea. I, I want this job more than anything in the world. I'll work night and day. I'll do this. I'm fine. It's, that sounds great. That sounds great. I want to know, firstly, can you do the job? Do you have the skills necessary? So I'm going to make sure that amongst all of that passion, I actually am, am vetting for the right skills and the right values, right? Passion can't make up for lack of competence and lack of values. But I'm also gonna take everything they're saying right now with a huge, huge dose of salt because none of this is, is proven. And in some ways it's not even earned because they, they may be so excited to work for my company because they've seen YouTube videos of me. Right. And they're like, this is gonna be the greatest job in the world. But they don't know that. They, they're going to get inside the company and realize it's still a job mm -hmm. and it's still really hard. And even though what I do, we make a genuine impact in the world that is really hard work making that impact. And so I'm always very measured with how I see someone's passion in the early stage. And I think people need to be on a date too. If someone's writing you poetry after day one, um, that's okay. You can enjoy it, enjoy the, the poetry, but it's not, don't treat it as, as this is earned yet because it's not. This person at best is writing that poetry based on, on their idea of you. They're certainly not doing it based on how well they truly know you. Uh, and they haven't shown you yet how they'll be in week three or four or in a relationship. That's what I'm really interested in is who's someone gonna be in month one or, or month three or month six. Mm -hmm. That's when you know. So enjoy passion, but keep it in its proper place. It's not a sign of what's to come. Um, it's just at that stage energy. All right, let's go to this one from Kaylee. She says, I've been dating my partner three and a half years now. I've never been crazy sexually attracted to him. I do love him. I care for him a lot, but he's let himself mm. go the last couple of years mm. and I don't find mm. him sexy. He refuses to go to the dentist or the doctor, and I'm finding that as a major turnoff. Is there a way to make this relationship work? I'm really struggling and don't want to throw away all of our years just for sexual attraction. Yeah, well, 
she I, I would uh, amend the final part of that question where she says just for sexual attraction um the just there is a problem because that's she's lying to herself mm. you wouldn't be asking this question if sexual attraction was something that could be uh, you know shuffled into the corner as just sexual attraction it's clearly a big deal to her which is why she's asking so then you have to say okay this is a big deal to me and it is threatening my relationship which is why i'm asking this question therefore what do i need to do in order to repair this part of my relationship well firstly let me make sure that i am doing the thing and this isn't my way of putting it straight back on her but in any situation in our relationship we have to start from a place of saying am i actually doing the thing myself that i'm asking for am i taking care of myself am i doing the things that i should be doing to make sure that i'm upholding my end of the bargain we're supposed to be make we you know we both have a responsibility to look after ourselves for each other am i up, upholding my end if i am great now let's talk about him um that's a conversation that has to be had compassionately and kindly but in a serious way where it said i love you and i want us to have an amazing sex life i want us to have an amazing attraction but i know that it affects me when you're not taking care of yourself and i see ways that you're not taking care of yourself um and i want to find out why that is and what we can do about it because this part of the relationship is deeply important to me um so what do we need to do you know how do we how do we get these what can i do to help and how do we get these parts of of your life on track so that we can get our relationship to the level that it can be because i don't know about you but i don't want to be i don't want to have an average connection to yeah. you i want to have a a a beautiful connection to you and what we have and and see what that person says what i would be looking for is is this person willing to fight for the relationship in that way is this something they actually want to do they may be scared that there's certain aspects of what you're asking for like for example when someone's out of shape getting in shape is hard yeah is that's not easy going to the doctors is booking an appointment and if someone won't go to the if someone won't go to the dentist then that's that's something you have to be really honest with someone about and say listen i don't like you know you you have something with your teeth or your breath or whatever i don't like that and i want to kiss you but this is this is actually a problem for me i will book the appointment but you need to do this and if you don't do this it's bigger than the dentist it says something about how much you care about my attraction for yeah. you and and that's a bigger thing in our relationship going going to the gym and getting fit is harder and that sometimes requires support and teamwork but um but i'm always looking for is this person actually willing to show up for the relationship and it's not talked about enough yeah. you know it's it's shoved under the carpet like it's just oh well people struggle and whatever but we we you know when we're in a relationship we're part of a team and we owe it to our partner to bring our best to the table I've always said that uh young men in relationships are a problem for two reasons. One is that they um before you came along and they were single and doing whatever they wanted, their life was pretty much drinking, porn and video games. 
that combined with the fact that their mother has told them their whole lives that they are an amazing, greatest, perfect person in the world. And that's a tough combo because when they start dating you and, and you start pointing out to them ways that they maybe aren't the most perfect person in the world, they're going to push back at that because it affects their whole worldview that they've been told their whole life. He's eating like crap. He's right. not cleaning his teeth, but he thinks he's awesome. And you better accept me how I am because I'm awesome. And that's where we run into trouble. You got to want to change. Not, maybe change is the wrong word. You got to want to improve yourself for, to be the best person you can be for that other person. You you do. And but but you know we we ourselves have to decide the standard that we want from our relationship and be willing to communicate that standard when it's uncomfortable and what happens is because it's uncomfortable for us and and i've fallen into this trap many times in many parts of life i mean i've got you know uh, there's been many times in my business where a member of staff did something and I, and I didn't like it, but I thought, ah, I'll, I'll mention that later. And then I don't do it. And when I don't mention it, I've approved it. And that happens in relationships all the time. You didn't mention something. You didn't talk about that. You just approved that behavior. You just greenlit that behavior. And it gets very difficult to, to change those things later What's on. funny is, so I'm like, you know, obviously I'm one of those people, I like setting goals and intentions. And obviously like I make my vision board or I'm very, because I'm so, um, uh, self-growth is so important to me that I took that into my relationship. And I was like, I want this relationship to have. So I created like, like our four pillars of, you know, what it was, everything comes down to respect, love, lust, and trust. Those four things always have to have them. And then like, I created like, um, almost like a 10 commandments, like of, that relationship of what, you know, we want to hold each other accountable to and da, 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 da. And I do think like as silly as it sounds like, in, and when I say these things for people to do, there is this level of like accountability in you wanting to be the best version of yourself. You wanting to hold your partner accountable to that, but then also you wanting to hold your relationship accountable to that as well. You know? And I think that as time goes on, it's like important to kind of have those things that always kind of bring you back to we're in this together. We're growing together. This is what we want. Yeah. Yeah. And the, this is what we want part is really important because that's, that's actually what removes ego. Yeah. If you can say, this is the vision for our relationship. This is the higher idea that we're working towards together. Um, then everything is in service of of that vision of that relationship and it's no longer about who's right or wrong it's about is what we're doing here good for that vision or is it bad for that vision and that that's super important yeah. i think guys sometimes need to hear it from more than one woman they need to have a couple of different relationships collapse before they start to realize that they could actually work on themselves a little bit well it you know how you see these these talk shows and they they whether it's it could be a talk show and they wheel people out who have been together forever and they hold them up as some kind of like, you know, these two people have been together for 25 years and everyone claps and that's supposed to be the most amazing thing. Yeah. Just, it always means nothing to me. It, it doesn't, I don't instantly have respect for a relationship because it's gone on for a long time. 
I, I always look at that and I, because I know too many relationships in my own life where two people are to like, I have some relationships very close to me that I'm like, well, those two people are in a relationship because he walks all over her, her whole life. And she's okay with it. She accepts it. I know a particular relationship where the guy hated, like anytime she was out of sight, anytime she went and did her own thing, he hated it. Like he just couldn't bear it. He was territorial. He was jealous. He was all about himself. She always had to be serving him in some way. So much so that she went away for three days to New York for an occasion that was really important to her, a family occasion. This was after they'd already been together for years in a marriage and she never went away and he made her life hell over it. I mean, he complained and complained and complained the whole time she was gone, ruined the trip for her. And I look at that and I'm like, this woman is in jail. She is in jail. But what's happening here? You have, this takes two sick people. This takes a, a man who's who's not well, who's emotionally got all sorts of issues. And it takes a woman who's got all sorts of issues. That's the only way this dysfunctional relationship functions. So, and those two people were together for decades. So if someone wheeled them out on TV for me and went, well, Matthew, we've got these people. They've been together for 30 years. We're going to learn their secret today. I'd be like, I don't want to know their secret. This is, this is not, this doesn't make it impressive, the fact that they've endured hell for longer than I'd be willing to. And it's to. so true. I think, um, you know, I've been doing, like I said, again, a lot of self-reflection. And for me, I always said that it was a desire of my heart to be married and have a family. That was always just kind of, it's such a desire of my heart to be married and have a family. I really started to, to dissect that because it's not about being married, so like for a lot of people, I think that's where the mistake happens. It's like marriage equals lifelong happiness. When in reality, what I want is a lifelong partner. I want to, I do want to do life with somebody. Like I want that to do life with somebody, one person. Um, it's not necessarily marriage, but I want that person to bring out the best in me. And I want to keep growing with that person. So it's like, it's almost yeah. like we tell ourselves these things. Like for, I did it for years. That's what I, I desire in my heart, marriage, family, marriage, family. It's not necessarily marriage because I don't, nec- I don't just want marriage. If I wanted just marriage, I would have married a guy I dated six years ago. You know, um, it's about the person and really like being super, super intentional of a lifelong partner. And I think that's where we kind yeah. of get like mixed up. Yeah. Yeah, I think people have to be really, really honest with themselves about what it is they're looking for. And I, and I, you look, Tanya, you know this. I've dealt with over the last over the last decade. I've, I've had literally millions of women that that we've worked with, and the YouTube videos alone have got four hundred million views. And it, in all of that, what I've seen over and over again is people not necessarily being honest with themselves about what they want. And I, and I've dealt with, for example, I have, I, I meet women at every stage and some of those women maybe are in their thirties and are looking for a family. Some, not all, but some, and some are 
beyond that point now biologically where they can't have their own biological children and are in the grieving process of that. I, I see the entire spectrum. And, um, and so often when I'm talking to women about that issue, which is of course, highly, highly sensitive for people. One of the things I'm always curious about is what is the thing you really want? It, is the thing you like, do you really want children? In which case, let's talk about that. Do you really want a guy? In which case, let's talk about that. Do you really want a, 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 you know, a marriage and children? And the only way you want children is if you have that version of it. If so, let's talk about that. But are, making those distinctions is actually very, very important because it will affect your decisions. At a certain point, if you say, oh, when I really dig deep, I realize that if waiting for the perfect blueprint of this will cost me my chance at having children, then at a certain point, I actually just want to have children. I don't want to wait for the version of it that I've always told myself I need to have. Other people, when they get honest, they say, nah, if it's not with someone that I am deeply in love with, I don't want it. In which case, you have to be honest and say, I don't want children as much as I want that idea of it. And I think that it's because we've just, I can say it as women, we have this kind of, um, it's just kind of ingrained in us that you go to school, you get married, you have a family. That's just kind of like how it's been, you know, and like we've evolved so yeah. much, but it's yeah. like, I think we forget back then, back in the day women couldn't buy a home without having a man sign the lease. Like yeah. women couldn't open their own credit cards without having a man. So it's like women, we couldn't do yeah. these things unless we were married and had a man, but it's like, that's not the case anymore. It's actually yeah. the farthest thing from the, from the case now. And I think it's like, we're starting to have this kind of mental shift of, I don't need to have, like, we don't need to have a man to do anything, but we want yeah. a life partner to build memories with, build a home with, start traditions with, you know what I mean? Like, I think that's, it's like getting, getting rid of the, I, what I need and verse and like figuring out what you want. Yeah. But that, and, and that's such a wonderfully, wonderfully articulated distinction. It, that is exactly what it is. You, it, I wish, I truly wish more people could uncouple and, and disentangle those things that they think they need from those wants because it's it it i i see it i'm passionate about it because i see i'm firsthand in the trenches with people who ruin their lives over not making that distinction who always stay with someone that does not deserve them that they should not be with that they waste their lives with because they think that they need that person in order to to do something. And this isn't something I don't speak about this. I'm, I'm not coming from this place as a, you know, as like for me as a man, I seek to understand as much as I can, but I talk to these unbelievably powerful women, like my publisher, Karen Rinaldi, you know, one of the most powerful women I know. And we're walking down the street and I said, what do you think about this thing? I said, you know, my heart aches for women who are waiting for a man to have a family and they're trying to figure out what, what do I do? And I've just got to wait. And I, she said, if you want kids, why would you rely on a man for that? <laughs> and I was like, well, that's interesting. Like, 
that's not said very often. You know, she was like, but why, if it's that important to you, why would you rely? Why would you give that power to somebody else over something that is a goal that, that will make you incredibly happy if it happens and deeply unhappy if it doesn't happen? Why would you abdicate responsibility for that to some person that you haven't even met yet that might, now I know that it's all, it's all like you weigh it up, right? Depending on where you are in your life, you weigh it up. Am I at the stage where I need to start considering a different path, you, you know, or am I good for now? And I'm just going to, that's fine. Everyone can make their own mind up about what's, what's prudent right, for and them. And I also but think too, like, you know, I, checking out on things, checking on things and making sure, you know, like I just went and got my eggs checked and like, I'm fertile myrtle, like I'm chilling. So like that takes that, you know, like right. I'm not worried about that. Right. But so I think being educated and like being proactive in that sense is super smart but yeah, I agree. I just wish I wish more people would ask themselves and other people the difficult questions. One of my girlfriends, because um, she's like badass. She has a great career. Um, I think she's 34, 35, but she does. She really wants to have a baby. She wants to have a child. And she has just a lot of friends around that she sees that are married with kids and they're miserable like so miserable. And so she was just asking them kind of like what they, and like they had different, they have such different parenting styles. And so she's just like, if I want a kid, maybe I should just adopt and I can have the parenting style that I want. You know what I mean? Like I have the means I have the, you know, like, and I can adopt and do something good and then have a child and raise the child how I want to raise the child. And I was just like, this is it. That's, that's exactly yeah. right. That's exactly, and everyone, listen, we do live in a world right now where people can carve the path that's right for totally. them. Like it's your, my boxing trainer always says to me, it's your, you know, when I, I was boxing and trying to like, I, I boxed for over 10 years and I, anytime I try and focus so much on technique to the point of I lose my rhythm, he's like, Matt, it's your punch. Like it's yours. You can't throw it wrong. It's yours. It's, like it's you, your like, pickle to whistle. It, yeah, it's your life. Like you can't, it, 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 you can't do it wrong. It's yours. Okay. And you have to figure out what that path is for you and not, you know, what society think of this and that society gets the most basic things wrong all the time. Like it's, but society cannot be relied upon and historically has not been able to be relied upon to get even the most basic things right. Things that a child knows to be true, society has gotten wrong. So what, you're going to trust society on the nuance of your love life, on where you should be right now. And it's, it, 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 honestly, it's a, it's, it's a thing we all do. Yeah. It's a thing, like, we all, we all fall prey to that. I'm in a position where people constantly ask me, am I, so Matt, are you single? Oh, whoa, so if you're single, then what is that? I don't care. I don't care about, you know, it, this is not, whether I'm in a relationship or not, I don't care about giving people that answer because it's not interesting to me. Mm -hmm. If I'm single, it doesn't mean I'm any less happy or accomplished. And I don't want the respect. I don't, I don't want respect that comes from being in a relationship. Right. I don't want you, if your respect goes up for me because I'm in a relationship, I don't want that respect. Sure. That's not interesting to me. What, I could be at home miserable in a relationship, but you respect me more because I post Instagram pictures with a girlfriend. I don't want that respect. I don't care about it. I don't value it. So it's, 
you know, we have to shake off that crap. It's, it's, it really is. It's, it only weighs you down and no one like life's going to be over and no one's going to care. It's that it's this stuff we torture ourselves with while we're here. And, um, and I see women do it all the time. And I see women get it from other women. I see it get, I, I, I see women get it from their grandmothers yeah. at the dinner table. Yeah. I see them get it from their mums. I see them get it from their friends. I see them get it from like, constant pressure and uh and from people who aren't even happy many of them mm -hmm. from people who aren't happy with having made the exact decision that they're pressuring her to make so true it's literally so true so true pick your path you you pick your own path figure it out and and you know and trust trust that if you if you just left a relationship because it wasn't working for you you won you won if you're still single because you didn't settle for the last guy that came along who, who would have made you deeply unhappy in the long run, but would have made your grandma really happy, you won. You won. And like I say to people all the time, I am just as happy with the breakups I've been responsible for in my coaching as the relationships I've been responsible for. People think that when I'm, I walk down the street in New York and a woman comes up to me, which happens all the time. Someone come up to me and say, I'm married because of you. I'm, I'm in, with my long-term partner because of what you taught me. People are like, Matt, that must be the most amazing moment in the world. It's just as thrilling to me when someone comes up to me in the street and says, I was with a toxic person and because of you, I'm no longer with that person. That's just, I, I saved that person's life. Yeah. I mean, they saved their life because they had the guts to make the decision, but I've got to be a part of that. That's life-saving when someone decides not to be with the wrong person anymore. Um, so I, I just think we have this really juvenile version of, of what success is. Success can be leaving. Success can be being on your own right now. Success can be working on yourself. Um, you know, it's, it's not, it's not the, uh, it's not the version we're being presented with on Instagram, which is partners, perfect partners and diamond watches and okay. whatever other nonsense people constantly feel. Uh, I just have to say thank you seriously so much, because I feel like this was such a great way to kick off 2021 for the podcast, because, um, I have kind of been going through a really rough last two weeks and I didn't want to get into it today because I'm still not like able to really like talk without getting emotional about it. So, um, it was nice to have you. And like, I just feel like you always give me this kind of resurgence of exactly like what I need and especially like when I need it and I really needed this today. So thank you. Um, and then I want, thank you. So I much. want you to tell everybody, I know that you have some video, um, that people are videos that people can help unlock their confidence, right? Yeah. There's, there's for anyone who, who decides, you know what, I really want to take what I've learned from this podcast and work on myself. And, you know, I, I think any work you do to build the asset that is you is going to pay dividends forever. And I have a training that can help people do that because it's all about how to be the most confident version of yourself. And I break down what, I've learned are the three layers of confidence in a very easy to learn structure that once people hear this, they'll realize I've never, I've never thought of confidence that way before. And it's never been so practical to be confident. So that's a get core confidence 
com. They can go there and you'll be watching it within 60 seconds of hearing my voice now. So it's getcoreconfidence.com. I'll put that website, uh, getcoreconfidence.com. I'll put it in our Facebook group. So anybody listening that wants to check it out can just click there. Because I feel like a lot of the questions that we did get for you that we obviously didn't get to, but a lot of them have to do with confidence and dating and insecurities. And so I think that's a really great place for people to go um, to get your advice in that in that direction. So thank you so much. Is there any, thank if you guys you. Want- I have so much, I've, what I'm always I, no, I could be here for hours with we you. We could I, have you for hours. Literally, I don't know how. I can't believe how fast that went. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I don't want to rap. I don't. I mean, can we like, can we have you back? We could easily do a seven-hour podcast with Matthew, and it would fly by. Fly by. Thanks, Mark. I know. I was. My, I love. I genuinely have so loved this, and you're so. Um, I mean, Mark, it was also just a treat to have <laughs> well, you on here you. as well. That was really that was super fun, man. And you like, you're both so. You're both so real. I mean, this your audience is lucky to have you because there's not, there aren't that many places where people are just very, very, you know, successful people are very, very honest about uh, their shortcomings and what they're struggling with. We have a lot of fake vulnerability out there, but not an awful lot of, of real vulnerability. And, and I think that's what makes us feel less alone in the world. Um, I think we're, we're very lonely and we're lonely because we think we're the only ones suffering with what we're suffering with. I always think the greatest gift you can give someone is just to let them know you're a screw up too, yep. <laughs> but also that you're, but you're still able to achieve in spite of that. And that's, that's just the most beautiful thing in the world. So I, I appreciate and applaud what you're doing. Thank you. I always say too, I'm like, I will, I feel like I'm like the vagina queen. Like I will just talk about everything and anything that has to do with the vagina and periods, because as women, we like, we have them and nobody talks about it and we all have the same issues and like nobody. So I feel like I'm just bombarded with messages of just like everything that has to do with the vagina. So I'm like, I will keep talking about the vagina and periods and show you how to use your diva cup all day till I'm, 95. Do you know what's so beautiful about that is that it's, again, it's like, I, the more, the more I've looked for the real in, in, in life and the world, the more I realize that you think everything's being talked about because everyone's talking, you know what I mean? You think because the world, because there's so many people on social media and because there's so many podcasts and because there's so many, you think everything must be being talked about. And then you realize there are certain things that no one is really talking about not with any true not with the authenticity and bravery and there are certain things that everyone tiptoes around sure. and when someone steps in bravely and and does that it's uh it, it is to be commended so i'm sure you've made a lot of people feel much more free and and um and less alone from talking about those things just from a quick just on a quick male perspective where do you land on period sex <laughs> i don't have a problem with period sex. Yeah, that's why I, I say that too. I'm like, I don't. No, I certainly don't have a problem with period sex. Great. Yeah. Cl- What's the general answer you get on that? <laughs> well, a lot of women are really insecure about it. They like don't want to have sex on their period, and it's like always this thing. And I'm just like, it. It is what it is. We get our periods. Yeah, I can understand. I mean, it's, I suppose it's like anything, isn't it? It's when you when you feel like you're not totally like yourself. Right. It's uh, is it is. 
It's anything. There's like it, one day I, on my period that I don't want to do it because I just feel like my boobs hurt and I feel bloated. But other than that, like I feel great. So it's like romp yeah. all day. I always think I, so, so much of it's, it's really interesting because it's we whatever we, you know, we we find a way to just transmit our if we think something's gross, we're sending someone else the message that it's gross. Totally. And now, even if they didn't think it was gross, they're going, is it gross? Mm -hmm. You know, like if something's not for you, if you're like, if you take it in your stride and you're like, I'm not like, I still, I'm horny for you. I still want to be with you right now. I still like, then people often take their cue from us. And I think that's the only thing I can add on that subject from the other side, because there's certainly not a lot I can add on periods. But I, but from the other side, I can say that, you know, if you're ever worried about that, do realize that people generally take their cue from you. What, what you make a big deal out of, you're sending the message to somebody else that it's a big deal. So true. If it's, if you don't make a big deal out of it, um, then, you know, you're set, you're telling someone else to relax too. Subconsciously, you know, subconsciously, that's what you're communicating. And they, you have some, you have some leverage over the way people react to that. True. Um, okay, so I'm gonna let you go. I'm gonna. That feels like an appropriate place to wrap <laughs> yeah, it up. Yeah, you know, period. period sex. It's where we always, it's where we always like to end the podcast. Um, <laughs> so thank you, thank you so much. Please come back. I'm gonna reach out. We need to have you back, especially when Becca's here, because she's gonna be, she's gonna be really sad that she missed you. So we'll make that happen. I'd love to, and I and I wish her and her family the best as well. Love you. Love you too. Bye. Presented by 21 Seeds. Hey, you know how we're always trying to keep our girls' nights exciting with new cocktails? Uh, yeah. Well, here's something that's going to flip the 21 scripts. Seeds Infused Tequila. Wait, you already know? Of course. 21 Seeds is an award-winning tequila infused with juice from real fruit. Yeah, so you only need two or three ingredients to make the perfect cocktail. But did you know that 21 Seeds is founded by two sisters and their friend? Sounds like there's a good story behind that for sure. So listen, if you love tequila, you have to try 21 seeds infused tequila enjoy responsibly 21 seeds diageo new york new york want to know where all the spring savings are this year ross you'll find huge deals on all of the latest spring trends yes at ross you'll find brand names for 20 to 60 percent off department store prices you're definitely finding your next favorite outfit we're talking about savings on your favorite shirts and tops. And it's spring, so you know Ross has savings on sundresses. And don't forget the sandals. From slides to wedges, find brand name sandals for less. Ross always has those for the low. And there's always a reason for a new purse at this price. Deals on handbags? Yeah. Hold my purse. Seriously, just visit your nearest Ross and see for yourself. Believe me, your wallet will thank you. So what are you waiting for? Say yes for less at Ross. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps get them through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's better, H-E-L-P. 
Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look so, at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast.